welcome to the Travel Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, April 6th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. Over the weekend, my sister got married. It was a beautiful event, and I thoroughly enjoyed everything about it from uh, the food and obviously the ceremony I officiated, which was a pretty cool experience. I got ordained online, uh, but I also danced the night away. If you know me, you know my love for dance. On the ride home, I'm listening to Pandora now on Sirius XM, and I hear about the famous Red Rocks Amphitheater opening later this month. Uh, it's a big moment for music. Uh, the venue will actually celebrate its 80th anniversary this June. So naturally, I immediately started thinking about how I can get out to Colorado this year for a concert. And I'm talking to my wife, and we're trying to plan things out because and I got to check the schedule and everything. I'm, I'm super excited because music and travel go hand in hand so well together. And on today's show, I will chat with Laura Fernandez again. She heads up the travel and tourism advertising business for SiriusXM and its brands Pandora, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We'll discuss the blend of music and travel along with some top cities that music lovers out there can plan for. But first, let's dive into what's trending in the world of travel. We begin with last Friday's major news. It was quite the news dump from the CDC. First, they released new travel guidelines for vaccinated travelers. So if you're vaccinated, you no longer need to get a COVID-19 test before you travel unless your destination requires it. Many international destinations still require COVID-19 testing to enter, although I think some of those will soon update their guidelines based upon what the CDC has now said. And, you know, they, they obviously want tourism to reopen and get people back in. So I think that's going to change for some destinations. So stay tuned in the coming weeks, I think, for there. The CDC recommends you still wear a mask while you travel, but you no longer need to quarantine or get tested when you get home if you're vaccinated. You still have to present a negative COVID-19 test to re-enter the U.S. if you're traveling internationally, though. Overall, the travel industry welcomed this news by the CDC, uh, but Eben Peck, Executive Vice President of Advocacy at the American Society of Travel Advisors, a.k.a. ASTA, asked the CDC to do more, saying, quote, Since the CDC has determined that fully vaccinated travelers are less likely to get and spread COVID-19, logic dictates that additional rules also be relaxed, including restrictions on cruise travel and the rule requiring Americans returning from overseas to test negative for COVID-19 before boarding their return flight, end quote. I'm right there with you. And so is the cruise industry, which is quite frustrated with the CDC. Hours after the news about vaccinated traveler new guidelines, the CDC updated its conditional sale order. Finally, took them long enough, right? Well, they have finally outlined all the four phases. Well, well, actually now I guess it's technically five phases as they have us. We're now entering phase 2A, and next up is phase 2B, and then we'll have phase 3 and phase 4, which will be getting back into full passenger sailing and the restart of cruising. Phase 2B, thankfully, is the simulated voyages. These trial runs with passengers will be key to restarting cruising. If it were up to the industry, though, they'd be out there right now. Just as ships are already out there sailing in other parts of the world, nearly 400,000 passengers, all following strict new protocols, have already sailed in Europe and Asia since last summer with a far lower incident rate than on land. The Cruise Lines International Association said the CDC update was disappointing. Quote, the new requirements are unduly burdensome, largely unworkable, and seem to reflect a zero-risk objective rather than the mitigation approach to COVID that is the basis for every other U.S. sector of our society. The effect of these new mandates is that nearly half a million Americans, 
from longshoremen and ground transportation operators to hotel, restaurant, and retail workers, travel agents, and tens of thousands of businesses that service cruise ships are continuing to financially suffer with no reasonable timeline provided for their safe return and cruising. End quote. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings reacted on Monday in a big way. They sent out a plan to the CDC to restart cruising from U.S. ports on July 4th. The company's three cruise brands, Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana Cruises, and Regent Seven Seas Cruises, also announced they would require vaccines for all passengers and crew. They also, uh, this morning, they came out and dropped big news again. Norwegian just staying on the news front. They said that they're going to sail out of Greece in July and out of Jamaica in August. Um, But for the cruise industry to really get back, we really need ships sailing from U.S. ports. The CDC says vaccinated travelers can are safe to travel domestically, you know, packed in planes next to each other and everything, wearing masks. But if they're not going to accept Norwegian's plan to start back with a fully vaccinated crew and a fully vaccinated passengers, then, well, it's certainly going to look like the CDC just doesn't want the industry to restart. Do you think the CDC is being unfair to the cruise industry? Let me know your thoughts. Podcast at TravelPulse.com is the best email to reach me. Over in airline news, TSA screened an Increased number of passengers over this past Easter weekend, continuing the streak of over 1 million passengers that's been going strong since March 11th. Delta announced that it would no longer block middle seats starting May 1st, so expect those tra- travel uh, high travel numbers to continue. Delta also changed its tunes from what we last discussed uh, last week on the boycott Delta situation over Georgia's new voting law. Um, I stand corrected. I didn't think Delta would do too much, as, as I said last week on the show, uh, but they did. They, they changed their tune. Now Delta is against it, and even United, American, and Southwest also spoke out against it as well in the past week. Georgia's Republican-controlled House on last Wednesday voted to revoke a major tax break for Delta Airlines as punishment for its CEO's public criticism of the voting law. This is a big story, and it's not going to just quickly go away soon. Um, I... It's back and forth between politicians and everything and, and politicians telling CEOs to stay out of it and CEOs taking a stance and with multiple companies, not even outside of the travel world, too. I know Coca-Cola took a stance as well. So I do think the uh, the vote the vote to revoke a major tax break for Delta is a little low there from the Georgia Re- uh, Republican side of things there. That, um, but let me know your thoughts on this entire situation. Shooting me an email at the podcast, um, how, how you feel about this. So... Speaking of tax, uh, the Quintana Roo tourism tax is now in effect. It's 11 bucks, and you can pay it online before you go visit Cancun and the Riviera Maya region. It does make me wonder, are other destinations going to follow suit? I wouldn't be surprised to see some other places in the Caribbean region add a tourism tax. So what do you think? Shoot me an email and let me know your thoughts there. I could see some places adding that in. I'm not so sure about Europe or Asia, but they have been closed for so long and not making a lot of money when they do make typically make good tourism dollars. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next year or so once places do start opening up and um, loosening up those restrictions. So, you know, who's not going to care about a new tax to pay for a vacation, though? The wealthy traveler, which uh, to me now is anyone who has been able to save any amount of money over the last year for an upcoming trip. Obviously, there's different levels of wealth, but if you've been able to save money in this past year, uh, I think you should put that towards a vacation because a vacation can do so much good for your mental health and we're all itching to get out and we all know it. The pent-up demand is there. So uh, some of that is leading to an upsizing trend on um, revenge travel. Uh, an upsizing trend is uh, travelers treating themselves to longer or more extravagant vacations. Do you know anyone like that? To my travel advisor friends out there listening, 
market yourself to those people and go make those commissions. That's what I'm talking about. That pretty much wraps up what was trending in the world of travel in the past week. Any additional thoughts, comments, concerns, drop me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com. Now, let's talk music and travel. And now joining me on the podcast is Laura Fernandez again. She heads up the travel and tourism advertising business for SiriusXM and its brands Pandora, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Laura, welcome to the show again. Oh, so nice to be here, Eric. Always a pleasure. And um, especially right now, I mean, the CDC just announced that it is safe to travel if you've been vaccinated. And from my perspective, I'm like, this is what we've been waiting for, for the travel industry. Absolutely. Yes. The bounce back is coming and I'm very excited uh, to have you on today too, to talk music and travel. I think music and travel go hand in hand so well and um, it impacts the travel industry a lot more than I think people realize. So um, really great to have you on. So uh, Pandora, they put together some recent travel research study insights on how music and travel do go together. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, I had shared um, on another uh, podcast that I actually partnered with um, you on. I shared a couple of the insights from our November research study. So we have a panel around 70,000 members that we use to gain insights across all verticals. So we conducted one back in November to uh, get a better understanding on the travel mindset of the Pandora listener. And so obviously we wanted to understand where they're traveling, what their perception of travel, how confident they are to travel, but also wanted to tie music and travel together. So what we found is, as you started off, music and travel definitely go hand in hand. But we found that 77% of our listeners find music and other audio content, so that's the podcast, um, other talk uh, destinations, are uh, considered to be a great travel companion. Uh, 73% of our listeners find music to improve their overall travel experience. And I think this comes in the form of whether you're planning your trip and listening to some music or some podcasts to inspire you to just jumping in your car and going on a road trip. Um, The two really do go hand in hand. And also, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about is like traveling to a destination to experience some music, um, whether it's a festival or a concert, which I have a feeling are going to be coming back, hopefully latter half of the year. And another great insight that I find to be one of the most impactful is that 67% of our Pandora listeners find music to be a stress and anxiety reliever. You go to any self-care list right now, I'm telling you, can try to find one that says scroll on uh, Facebook or get on Instagram to relieve stress. It doesn't say that. But what it does say, what they do say is, you know, listen to music, go outside, um, cook, entertain, um, obviously if you deem it safe, but it's all these things from a self-care standpoint are where visual media is not accessible. And what I love about music, and if you're not jamming out uh, to listening to some tunes in between some uh, Zoom meetings, I highly recommend and highly encourage you to do that. But again, 67% of our listeners said that music um, is a source of uh, reliever for stress and anxiety. And last piece of information I did want to share with you is 66% of listeners think music 
sets the mood and vibe for their leisure trip. And this can come in the form of listening to some music on the plane or in um, driving out to a destination or planning your trip or just remembering the trip post. Um, So it is, they do go hand in hand and I love um, the tie in between the two and especially from the marketing perspective, that's why we work with so many travel brands to reach travelers on a music platform. Yeah, I love that insight too, because especially the stress and anxiety thing, I know I have the Sirius XM app playing throughout most of the day and then setting the mood for that leisure travel trip. I did a a month ago, um, this time a month ago, I was on a road trip to Florida and we had, we were going to Disney World. So we had a Disney, Disney playlist was on. So that, you know, definitely sets the mood Uh and the vibe and everything. So it does. I mean, it's, you don't think about how music and just audio, uh, content as a whole with podcasts. I mean, I know that you spoke with Dylan from Atlas Obscura and I mean, now people are using podcasts to find those unique and obscure locations and learn about them. And then when they're getting ready to take a trip, they're using that as inspiration. Definitely. So music, music related travel has been greatly impacted in the last year. We haven't had festivals and concerts. I know myself have greatly missed concerts and I kind of associate the spring and summertime with concerts just from my past experiences of growing up and when I would go to concerts and everything. Um, so what is kind of the latest around that? I, I was listening to Pandora now station on Sirius XM and I heard about some possible concerts coming up. I know there's some future electronic musical festivals. Um, I'm, I'm, Big fan of BPM yeah. on Sirius XM. Um, so oh, I know yeah. some of those are happening in November in Cancun, which is pretty cool. Uh, but what about this summer? What's the music uh, travel scene like there? So you're seeing um, destinations like Austin or Nashville have, you know, the the bar, the, the local live talent um, come and perform. So you're starting to see that at music destinations. I, I live in Las Vegas, so they're... Um, this is a big part of the community and big part of tourism for the city. And we're um, starting to um, see live shows open. So you're the carrot top, the comedians, which is going to be a really easy transition into live music. I think it's just everyone like from a live nation and AEG is just figuring out how to do it safely, but music for Vegas and in Nashville and in Austin, it's just such a huge part of the destination. So it's going to be coming back. I just, in from what I'm understanding, it's coming back in a smaller capacity. So you're not going to have the big stadium shows initially, but hopefully um, latter half of the year, we're going to start seeing some bigger acts perform. Yes, that is definitely the hope. Um, I know myself, you know, I haven't actually experienced the the live show in Vegas. I've been to Vegas a few times and my focus has always kind of been, um, well, first, for they, both the times have been for work. So it's been more yeah. sports stuff or gambling or uh, definitely food. So I really got to make sure I get out next time I'm out to Vegas, uh, plan some sort of show thing like that. It's like T-Mobile Arena um, is an incredible venue, but then you have some venues that are smaller and more intimate. I mean, I've been in Vegas since 05. I remember there was um, book and stage at the Cosmopolitan where they would have like some pretty big names like perform and was right in the center of the casino floor that doesn't exist anymore. But that T-Mobile Arena, that stadium show, seeing like an artist like... um, you know, fish or um, a big name uh, like Garth Brooks um, is pretty epic. 
And that's what people are traveling for. And they want that music experience. Yes, they want to come see the uh, comedians, but that's definitely a need and um, uh, that we're seeing in the industry. And I, again, travel and music go hand in hand. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the stuff with, with festivals too, I think highlight a lot of maybe off the beaten path or just lesser known destinations like Coachella and uh, Bonnaroo yeah. are not in major, you know, cities. They're, they're close to big areas, but, you know, some of those larger festivals are a bit more open space and stuff. So you mentioned, you know, great places like Nashville and Austin, which is, which is awesome. But, you know, the festival aspect too kind of does bring out um, some more travelers into other areas that don't quite see as much tourism as a major city. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you look at Coachella. I mean, the the amount of tourism revenue brought to Palm Springs and La Quinta and the whole desert area was was massive. And same with Stagecoach, because that's held out there as well. And but it is it's um, I am very hopeful. And um, the EDC is they're they're still saying there's a possibility for it uh returning this year um and that's out at the speedway in vegas but i think everything is pointing in the direction that it's coming back and i had opened with that you know exciting news of the cdc saying it's um for people that are vaccinating vaccinated that it's safe to travel um so i think that's going to catapult things into people um, being more comfortable to go live music and concerts coming back. Definitely. I, I know I miss it. I know a lot of our listeners out there are fans of music and, and, and concerts and, and everything like that. But from, from a marketing standpoint, how do you, yeah. uh, wanted you to discuss too, how you incorporate music into travel stories? Yeah. I mean, for the reason I, I spoke about this earlier, the reason that so many travel brands are coming to audio platforms is not only because, you know, the, the scale, the massive amount of time people are spending with audio, and this has grown just based upon the convenience, the on-demand content, and the growth of con- uh, connected home devices like the Amazon Alexa, the Google Home. Um, but from an advertising standpoint is not only are they running just um, audio or video or display media, but you have destinations like a, a Texas that is creating the sounds of Texas where they um, had their own landing page, um, pandora.com backslash uh, travel Texas, where you actually took a quiz to see what type of music and what type of destination you fell in because there's different sounds from Houston to Dallas um, to San Antonio to Austin. It's um, not all just country music. Each of those destinations had a different listening experience. So you engage with listeners of inviting them to uh, consume that station and it's similar to any other social platform. They add the station. It becomes a part of their listening experience. And Travel Texas now has that listener in that listening destination. And they can serve them audio and display messages that are exclusive to the destination. That's really cool. Uh, I was yeah. checking that out beforehand. And I, I think that is really awesome because, like you mentioned, it, Texas is very diverse in, in its music. It's not just yeah. country. A lot of people only think country in Texas and big cowboy hats and big hair and everything, but it's so much yeah. more. And, and yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. It, it is. And you have destinations like South Dakota that, you know, you have people that are traveling like 
you know, getting in the car for 15 hours to get out to South Dakota. So what makes sense is creating their own road trip radio station. So South Dakota has their own road trip radio station that people can listen to when they're driving out to South Dakota. And it's all music that they curate. So one of the things with Pandora is, you know, we were the, one of the first streaming audio platforms on the scene, but our algorithm is so unique is that we actually have, have human behinds that are mapping out the DNA to each song. And we also have so much data into what people are consuming in each of these destinations. So we can build a station with music that's going to resonate with that audience. I think that's fantastic. I mean, it's it's one thing to set your own playlist, but to have it center around what you're experiencing and in your travel experience there is is pretty pretty cool yeah it is and i i again it makes sense from a marketing standpoint to advertise an audio platform right now um but then taking it that next step further of actually creating a listening destination has been pretty impactful because you have a place where people are listening to music and they're in a good mind uh, headspace, and they feel good. So, yeah, it's it's been really fun to be a part of this company and and the platform. It's um, and especially to work on with all these travel brands on their music strategies. Fantastic! And I just want to wrap it up here. This last question I have to ask: What is on your travel music playlist? Do you have like a go-to song for like when you uh, take off on planes yeah. or road to, road trips? So I am. Um, I, I do love my um, 80s station or my 90s alternative rock, but I am on um, a Rufus Del Sol kick. They were actually one of the last acts I saw um, live. Uh-huh. And they have this amazing um, station on Pandora, but also they did um, a live concert um it was virtual in uh joshua tree and but rufus del sol every time i get in the car <laughs> that's awesome Love yeah that. yeah it's a bit of nostalgia there too from your last concert experience that's awesome yeah exactly like myself um if it's a road trip i'm usually letting my wife take over and letting her oh. um put up what she wants which sometimes starts with disney or uh, might be the Beatles or it, it varies uh, on that. But myself, I have a go-to um, takeoff song for planes that I listen to. It's the same song every single time. It's um, Five Hours by Deoro, and it's a it's a uh, EDM song. It's a dance music song. I'm a big big dance yeah. music fan. I, I love to dance, and um, I time it up right as when right when we hit the runway, and right as soon as we take off and and actually lift up in the sky, like the beat drops perfectly, and it just makes me feel oh so good. Gosh. Right when I'm going, you know wherever I'm going on a trip that it just, it just sets the mood too. You know, that's, that's the power of music. And I love that so much. So I hope uh, people out there have their own takeoff songs or, or, or find one if you don't, you know? No, I mean, I, I now will figure out one, but I'll tell you, you just sharing that story of like the song you listen to and taking off, I got chills and makes me want to get traveling. We got to get traveling. It's it's coming up. It's coming up. You're saying, yeah, before, before the show, you've got a trip coming up pretty soon for, and work related too, which is not a lot of people have had that lately. Um, No, we, um, I will be traveling for some conferences, uh, the back half of the year. So, um, starting in July, 
And we are, we have to go through a little bit of an approval process, but I will be attending some uh, travel conferences this year. And so the return of business travel, which I've been uh, waiting on, I mean, obviously we all see that leisure travel is rebounding, but that business travel piece, I'm talking yeah, about it a ton. Taking- so now I'm actually experiencing it. I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> right. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. That it has going to take a little longer to come back, but I'm excited. I, at the end of April, I have uh, the Global Summit, um, the World Travel Tourism Council's Global Summit in Cancun. So that'll be my first like Ooh. meetings, events thing to see kind of how things get back into flow um, at the end of April and oh. in July. Yeah, it should be seamless and, and great um, for you. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited for you too and business oh. travel and everything. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, so I, uh, IPW is going to be um, in Las Vegas, yes, another yeah. big trade um, uh, show conference. And uh, so it is nice because it's in Vegas and where I live, but I will be there and a couple U.S. Travel Association conferences, um, IGLTA um, in Atlanta. But yeah, I'm if you have any other conferences, let me know. I'm like, this gal's ready. <laughs> yeah, I hope to be out in IPW in Vegas. Um, fingers crossed and everything. So I know it's several months away, but um, looking forward to just so much of, of travel getting back together. Yeah. So it's coming. Thank you so much oh, again. Oh, go, go thank ahead. you, Eric. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thanks again to Laura for jumping on the show again today. Had a blast talking music, and now I'm going to go rock out. Uh, Maybe some Beatles, um, maybe some 90s on 9. Give it a little nostalgia throwback to my youth there. But, um, yeah, do you have a go-to song that you listen to when you get out and uh, travel? Do you have a takeoff song like I do? Uh, Let me know, podcast at travelpulse.com. If you want to be on the show in the future, shoot me an email and uh, pitch yourself to me and what what uh, might work out from that. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So thank you so much for listening and have a great week, everyone. 